welcome to this week's Carpe Noctum. Oh, are we starting? We're starting. All right, let's We're get into it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, it's a great week. Great week. Um, it has been raining yes. and storming non-stop here. Welcome it's, to Oklahoma. It's to the point where it's frustrating. I don't know if you heard, because this was one of the things I wanted to talk about, but there's, it's not a big thing. Do you know where Bragg's, Oklahoma is? It sounds familiar. I, I don't. I don't even remember where it is. But the reason why it's ex- of significance is that this past week in the New York Times it made headlines because it is now probably not maybe today with the sun, but as of this past week it was an island. Was it really? It was surrounded by water, completely cut off. Oh my goodness! And technically became classified as an island for a short bit. That's amazing. Completely like, surrounded by water. Terrible, but it's, yeah, it's terrible. And at the same time, it's like almost cool. So this is a picture of Monroe before and after flooding. It's it's insane the amount of the tornadoes and the rain we've gotten. I think I've had a flash flood warning on my phone. Every day for like the last two weeks, I've had a warning about flash flooding. There's been like 50-something tornado warnings almost present pretty much anywhere, any given anywhere in the state, there's like 50 tornado warnings for like the last two weeks, somewhere. It's it's been ridiculous. I I know I'm, I don't ever remember it being this stormy. Not this consistently, no. There's been... Because it's... There's been, t- I mean, as long as I've been here, there there have been those moments, and then there was the summer of 2015 that was just a lot of rain. I don't know if you remember that. That was the first was summer like, I stayed yeah, here. Yeah, I was that summer. Um, there was just a lot of rain. Like, Lake Hefner, like, was overflowing. Like, it was insane. Yeah, but there weren't a lot of, like, tornadoes. It was just a rainy summer. It was, that ended up being a really nice summer because it was, like, in the 70s, almost into July. That's really nice. nice. But uh, it was just super, super rainy. This is probably coming close to that, but there's a hell of a lot more tornadoes right now. Yeah. Than there it's, not, it's not just rain. It's like heavy thunderstorms. Yeah. Uh, heavy thunderstorms, tornadoes, and It's also kind of annoying because I love, like, I love like, mountain biking and like, going outside. Yeah. But because of all the rain, all the trails are like just swamps yeah. at this point. Yeah. And so it's this is like the first sunny day we've had in like a week. Where it's not, you know, a, th- yes. a thread of a flash yeah, flood. Yeah, and it sucks because it's like the only sunny day for like the next week. It is, <laughs> it's yeah. Just supposed to well, rain I think it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. And like then, half the day, right? Yeah, it and then day? it's yeah, and then it's raining for like the into next week. Yeah. So, so like I think this one day, as as you know, I was out at the pool for a little bit as I could because not going to get much more after this. That's, actually, let's think about it. Let's open the blinds. Yeah. This is, sun. This is your apartment. This I is can't. my apartment. Your oh, blinds, that's nice. I think this is the first time I've been here with your blinds open. I don't usually keep them closed. I don't know why you do that. Uh, you know, I don't either. <laughs> to be fair, though, haven't really had much of a reason to open them uh, for the last couple weeks because it's just been raining so much. I mean, yeah. So. The sun's good, though. That's what I hear. It's I good. should try it more. Yeah, see, it's, I should try more. That's that's one of the reasons why, like, right now it's seven o'clock and it's still super sunny out, and I love that. And I really enjoy having longer days during the summer. You it know, is nice. More time to spend outside, more time to just enjoy the the vitamin D. What is that tarp on the roof over there? Attached what? The garage? Oh, so that for some reason my apartment complex. 
is trying to advertise to airplanes because they yeah, have an so. advertisement on top of one of the roofs of the apartment saying attached garage. And it's completely crumbled and you can only really breathe oh, attached. The, the storms have destroyed it. <laughs> it's barely legible at this point. Uh, yeah, when I, when I first moved in here and I saw that, I was like, who are they trying to advertise to? There's not, like, I guess there, above. there is, I think, a local public airfield or private airfield with, like, smaller planes, but... That seems a little... People people who own private planes are not going to be renting these apartments. I mean, these are nice apartments. They are nice apartments, but I feel like they're they richer. Yeah, they're the probably living in Golardia across the street. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like the real ritzy parts of town. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I I, I just want like a week of no rain. That'd be well, nice. Maybe in July. Maybe in July. Maybe or in June. July. I mean, coming up to June pretty quick. We'll see. It is. It's almost June. It is. Where, is, where is the year? almost halfway over no 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 yeah it's june on saturday yep come this saturday it will be june yep sometime what are you drinking dylan chocolate milk (laughs) neither of us are drinking alcohol today i don't know so i actually i I went rock climbing with my friend earlier and one of the things that i love to do after rock climbing because there's a gas station like right on the way from the, the rock gym and i usually stop and they have these like uh like mini cartons of chocolate milk, so it's nine hundred and forty-six milliliters or one quart. Yes. And I I love chocolate milk. It's like one of my favorite things to drink. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like I at, the, at, at, at <clears throat> the end, like I was just driving, like chocolate milk. It's just like a quart of chocolate milk. Sounds delicious right now. Well, all right. And I'll I go and I buy one and I'll drink it. So that's what I'm drinking is some chocolate milk. What are you drinking? I am drinking organic, ceremonial-grade matcha tea. Iced. It's it's cold. It's not iced. There's no ice in it, but it's cold. This is good. Yeah. It's it's more of like a robust green tea, because, like, normal green tea is made, like, steeping the leaf. Green matcha is like a powder made from the leaf that dissolves into the water. So it's a lot more robust, usually higher caffeine, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. And there is like this whole matcha culture that it's it's obviously it's Japanese. I feel like real matcha culture ha- is one of those things that hasn't hasn't gotten out of Jap- well, hasn't, Japan. Well, Japan. Yeah. It hasn't gotten out of Ooh. Japan. Yet. <laughs> it hasn't gotten out of Japan. Like you can find matcha. Like even Starbucks sells matcha. Like you can you can get matcha in many places. But like, like ceremonial grade is like double the price of like normal matcha, and there's like this whole way of making it with like this bamboo whisk and this ceremonial bowl and this whole thing that goes into it. Like I have the bowl and the whisk, but I bought it from David's Tea when I was in Toronto a number of years ago, and that's it. Like <laughs> it's not it's not because I know enough about the ceremony itself to drink it. I don't even own besides like this. This was a pre-made bottle that like you twist in the the matches in the cap and you oh. twist it in because if you leave it in there it gets brown and goes bad pretty quickly like Ugh. so you're supposed to make it fresh every time. So this is this is like the only the only ceremonial grade matcha I've ever had because I don't like I don't even have I have like normal matcha at home. I don't have. Hmm. So I don't know enough about the ceremony to do it, but it's yeah, it's this whole big thing. Sounds like we need to take a trip to Japan. Mm. Is that what you pulled out of that? Yeah. 
That's all I got out of that. Well, that's good. Also, just really want to go visit Japan. Well, okay. That would be a really cool place to visit. We'll get there eventually. One day, one day. Actually, so fun fact. I actually learned a fun fact today. Did yeah. you know that? Uh, so I found that I got my hair cut today, and they were, you know, the barbers were shit chatting. Apparently, Burger King has amazing coffee because it is owned by the same company that owns Tim Hortons. I did know it was owned by the same company that owns Tim Hortons. I didn't know that. That means they have a good coffee. Yeah, apparently they have. Know that Tim apparently they have coffee. I mean, Tim Hortons is like the Starbucks of Canada. I thought it was like the Burger King of Canada. No. Or like a Dunkin' Donuts of Canada. More like Dunkin' Donuts, but like everyone drinks Tim Hortons in Canada. Okay, well. That's what I, as far as I know. If you're from Canada and you're listening and I'm totally wrong, call me out. Uh, but I feel like I should know this considering I live next to y'all for like in the majority of my life. Uh, yeah, apparently like Burger King's coffee is like pretty dang decent. Well, I mean, so. if, if the standard is like other fast food coffee, you know. No, he said, like, it's good coffee. All right. I, I don't drink coffee, so I, can't, I wouldn't be able to, like, go and buy a cup and be like, oh, yes. It would still taste awful to me, so. I personally, I, w- I wouldn't drink it, but you know what Burger King does have? What now? do they have? And I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's, yeah. They now have the, a plant-based the un, was it unbelievable something like that unbelievable burger yeah. or like it's something along those lines so um so the best plant-based burger you can get right now is the beyond burger many people have had it even like even non-vegan vegetarians will sometimes have it because it really is good um beyond burger beyond meat actually just went public like a month ago and they went, I think they went public at like 45, and it just went over 100, like, yesterday. It, like, it, it almost looked like a bubble, like, it blew up so fast, so, hmm. but it keeps going up, so I don't know where Should their future that. is, but they, uh, they, I know, I don't think they have been contracted to make that burger with, with uh, Burger King, I don't think they do, but it's essentially very similar, mm. I've, I've heard. There's, I don't know if you have you ever been to uh, Freebirds, the burrito place. Yes, they have some Beyond Meat there. Yes, the it's like a it's like a taco meat. Yeah, the and Fiesta crumbles. Yeah, you can buy it in the store too. It's actually I was surprised because like I went there one time. The lady was like, "Try it, just try it." If like if you if she hadn't told me that it wasn't like a taco beef or if it, if it was a veggie, I would have known. I would have no, thought yeah. it was just normal taco meat. Yeah, that they I couldn't tell the difference. So their like, oh, this beef is crumbles really especially, like you can't really tell. They're really good. The yeah. burger I would say the burger you it depends on who you ask. Because there have been reviewers like even there's even like some YouTube videos of people trying it, not being told it's not a burger and they can't tell. I feel like having eaten it if I weren't told, I'd be. I'd at least like raise the question, like, is this normal beef? But it's still really good. Yeah. Um. It, it tastes a lot like a beef patty. Okay, that's the thing. Like, so, like, if comparatively, like, but like, the, like you know, I, I'm curious. Like the best burger you've ever had. Like, how does the Beyond Burger kind of compare to that? Is it kind of like a mid grade? Like, oh yeah, no, I you know just grab that for lunch or like. I mean, like, so it tastes better than, like, a fast food burger, certainly. Okay. Uh, it definitely tastes... I mean, if if, it, if you want to compare it to, like, a $50 burger from a steakhouse... No, no, nothing like that. I wouldn't like say that. it compares to like, that. Uh, like a local is, burger joint. I would say it's on par, if not better. Okay. It is It is really good. Okay, so, like, 
I guess a good example like the garage, like S and B's. Yeah, I I like it okay. enough to say it's on bar. No, oh, yeah. okay, you know, I, I, have think to try it, that. I think it tastes really good, um, and it's a lot healthier for you. You can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so it's made of vegetables. Uh, it is. It's a little on the expensive or side. Or plant based. Which I just assume. It's like, yeah. it's like two a pack of two is five dollars. So depending on where you get your beef and, uh, and if you buy the beef in bulk or anything like that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it's a quarter pound patty. So it's a half a pound essentially for five bucks. That's so, right. And it's, you know, ready to cook. They're already four patties. So that's nice. Some, some people pay a little extra for that if at, you know, Walmart or Whole Foods or whatever. So it's, it's definitely worth trying. I would say everyone should try it at least once, but I know, I don't know if this is, Beyond Me or another company, but there's actually this one. They had to get like approval, and I think they only recently got it. They were trying to get approval for like a bleeding plant-based burger. They were using like beet juice added into it, so it would sizzle and bleed the way like a normal burger does, and weird. it's supposed to taste just like a burger. <sighs> That's weird. And so they, I mean, they're they're trying to like cross over, like, hey, this is just like a beef patty. See, I don't in know. Every if, way. I don't know if I like that aspect. I mean, it's, it's like I don't. It's like oh, it's just fake blood. It's like. Mm. Well, that's the thing. It almost is. And, like, who are you trying to appeal to that? Because, like, the yeah. vegans don't care. Like, vegans will, they like the plant-based yeah. patties. I don't, want it. I don't, like, I don't go to, like, a burger joint and be like, I want to see my meat bleed I mean, before I'll, you give it. Like, I'll say that if I'm getting a steak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, some people do like their meat to bleed. But, like, if I go to, like, a burger joint, I don't, Yeah. like, I don't care. Like, I just want my burger. I don't yeah. care if it's bleeding or not. It's like Either way, I think they're great alternatives. Like, if, you, if you're trying to do, like, plant-based burgers like i don't know if you've ever had boca burgers mm-hmm. most of those are gross like some yeah. people especially like the black bean if you like black beans you might like it i yeah. hate beans Me, yeah i'm not the biggest fan of beans like i like them I, they're okay on burritos they're, those are that, ones that don't try to be like normal beef patties they are very much plant-based patties that you can eat and if you like that taste you'll like them mm. But if you want something that is yeah. trying to be a beef patty, the beyond honestly, burger, yeah, because that's what I want. If I'm gonna be, a, if I'm gonna go and like make a burger, I want it to, yeah. taste, I want it to taste like Being a burger. I'm not a vegan, and I've only dabbled in veganism. Um, it's a great thing to eat for those days you want something plant based. No, you know, because I'm not trying, I'm not pursuing that plant based taste because I don't like it. No, it's one of those things where if, like, if it were to become more convenient. And affordable, which it seems like it's not, like, super unaffordable. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, just uh, recently the price has certainly improved. Yeah, like, I just, I don't, I don't know, I, really, I don't really cook burgers at home very often. But if they were to get into, you know, like, because uh, I use sausages sometimes, like my stuff, or like, uh, or like ground beef, if they sell in, like, a ground beef way, or like other burger joints, like restaurants start selling them, I'd, yeah. I'd definitely, like, try it. Yeah. Like, just make it more, con- like, available yeah. like i'm definitely down to try yeah that. that's well i mean i think just even how far it's come in the past couple of years with its availability and the fact that burger king now yeah burger king sells it yeah i, I might have crazy. to go to we might have to go to burger king just to try it because i'm kind of curious to be fair it's not i don't i don't yeah I mean, like, I'm burger like, king is not exactly king? burger king is not exactly like top tier burgers yeah, so I, I, I'd be curious. I, I wouldn't normally want to try it, but like I would want to try it to compare it to the Beyond Burger. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. I'm, I'm curious how that one tastes. Um, I, th- I do think it's cool that like the fast food yeah. scene is getting in on it now. I think I th- yeah. Burger King will probably see its sales go up for, uh, for vegans. 
Yeah, now. just a little bit. Yeah, that's I have to try it. A small, another. I, it'd be ironic if in like the next five years Burger King becomes like the biggest place for vegans place. for the vegans to go. <laughs> it becomes the vegans like most favorite restaurant well, for know, fast food to eat at. There is so there's like a couple places that have popped up here. One's a mm-hmm. food truck, Plato's Provisions, and then of course Loaded Bowl downtown. But there's actually there is this uh, this chain, and I can't remember what it was because they started in like packaged plant based. Foods and like my, and like frozen dishes, um, but they recently started like a chain of restaurants. It's still like super small, but they recently started a chain of restaurants to try and become like a fast food vegan place. Hmm. And I'm curious if that's ever gonna take off. See, I would love like healthy fast food. I think that'd be great. It would justify me eating out more. <laughs> no, honestly, like it would. Like for like lunch or whatnot. Because I've been trying to make my dinners more than anything lately. I actually have a, yes. a big tub of jambalaya in my fridge. That's, it's delicious. That's one of those things, like, so one of the reasons I am not drinking anything right now is because I met with my dietician last week, and that's one of the things I have decided to cut. One, because, like... Jambalaya? No. Alcohol. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Alcohol. That's, oh, that's, a, that's a really specific thing to I am not eating jambalaya. I haven't eaten... I've eaten jambalaya once in 2019, and it's one of the things I needed to cut. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was really confused. <laughs> I was really confused. Sorry. Alcohol. Okay. I, I'm not drinking that alcohol. Makes, that makes more sense. Like, one, because... So, I don't know if you saw the, the headline earlier this year. I saw it on CNN about, like, a new report suggests that any amount of alcohol is bad for you. I'm so healthy. There were some that was like, you know, one glass a day is good, or like more than one is bad. But then there was this one study that suggested that any amount at all is bad for you. I I need to find this. I need to read. I need to look it up and make sure it's true. Because if that's true, I, I have I a mean, great excuse to just never drink again. And I'm so, so happy. Many, I mean, you don't have to drink. No one's making you drink. No one's making me drink. But it is just like. I, okay. I drink because I like the taste of beer, because I like drinking different beers. I like the taste of wine. I like cocktails. Usually when I drink, it's social. Like, yes. very, very rarely do I'm like, hmm, I want some alcohol tonight. Uh, yeah, and I get I get that for those people. I yeah, it's like, usually but, the only times I drink when friends are like, hey, let's go out to dinner, and like, they're like they'll get drinks. Like, oh, yeah, I'll grab a beer, because we'll be at, like, the brew house or, like, uh, a place that has, like, yeah. stuff on tap. It's like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have one. It's one of those. It's one of those things. That if 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 any amount is bad for you, then I don't want to limit myself to just one. If it doesn't, if it's all bad for you, you yeah. know. So it's almost like a <laughs> hedonistic view of it. But I right now I'm wanting to cut it entirely to see if there are any differences. And then of course, not to mention, alcohol in general is just essentially empty calories. You know, I mean, like sure, like vodka is. Oh, yeah. Hypothetically, it should be like there should be no calories because it's just vodka. But like sugars and alcohol, I mean, alcohol is a sugar, so there yeah. there are calories in it. There are a lot of calories. And of course, beer has a lot of calories in it. So, as much as I uh, would, as much as I enjoy beer and spirits, I'm cutting it because not only am I trying to lower my caloric in- intake, it's also you know there's really the question of if it's good for you at all. So for now, I'm just cutting it. It's one of the things I'm cutting. Yeah. I really need to cut soda. I've been really good about that lately. I've, I've awful cut, about I've it. I've cut almost pretty much all I had. I really need. So it's hard. So my company, uh, the one that I work at right now, they ha- we have like our own like 
snack store. Yeah. I say stored lightly because it's a like a foldable table with snacks on it and just like a fridge with soda in it. But like the sodas are like the normal like a bottle of soda that you get at like a Walmart or whatever, yeah. and they're a dollar. And it's like that's why you you, you it's, end up just to bring your own stuff. Yeah, well, like bring your own Lacroix or ugh. something like that. Like, I'm just trying to go to. I just I, I'd love to just cut and go like straight to water. Straight water is good. The too. problem is my job is just. Very boring and very tedious right now. <laughs> and I just need... It's just, it's so hard to get through the day without just like a little... Just like a little something to bring you joy. And that's... I get that, me, but you know, you could switch that to unsweetened tea or something. Expand your horizon. Know, I've tried teas. Like I've tried like some of the buy the buy teas. Yeah. And I would it, whatever... Because the, the type of sugar that they use, it's like a sugar alcohol. They use erythritol. Yeah, and yeah. It, it messes with my stomach. Oh, does it? I can't drink it, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I know it does suck, because I was like, I think I had one of them. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then, like, after I finished drinking it, like, 10, 15 minutes later, I was just like, mmm. I just, I just wasn't, I was, like, nauseous. I wasn't Man, feeling good. <laughs> and, like, it, I was like, I was like, because I was like, oh, that, that was weird. And then well, how's your stomach, I tried it again. How does your stomach react with stevia? I don't think it likes it. I think because while I was reading up and like some people do have issues with like that kind of like sugar alcohol where mm-hmm. it like gives them gastrointestinal problems or just like doesn't make them feel good. And unfortunately, I'm one of those people. So like I I think I've tried stevia once. I just There's I think no- it was the same thing where I just like I just don't feel good after like drinking like any sort of like artificial sugar like sugar alcohols. My stomach well, just doesn't. Stevia and erythritol aren't artificial. They can be. Yeah. But. Erythritol is fruit is fruit based and then stevia is plant based. Okay. So the and there's actually a lot of times you'll buy like store bought stevia and like half of it will actually be erythritol, but stevia is the more marketable name, so they call it stevia. Mm-hmm. But like the stevia that I, I have at home, it is organic, but it's like half organic stevia, half organic erythritol. So it's it's like a good natural alternative to something that has a low glycemic impact and is technically not a sugar, but uh, I you know I it's certainly some people don't like the taste and then I'm sure yeah. I'm not surprised I guess it doesn't necessarily react with everyone the yeah, same. And then way. I also I tried a uh, I think it was a green yeah it was like Arizona green tea with ginseng, the same effect but I just like I just didn't feel good afterwards. Well, I wouldn't feel good drinking Arizona tea. <laughs> I've never liked their tea. So, yeah, so that, that's that's the dilemma I'm up because like I because it sucks because I like the buy like they tasted really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and then I just like it just I just I just couldn't do it. It was just I felt awful after I drank it. Yeah, I mean, well, you could you could try either sugar free or at least even lighter sugars because even honest tea has you know has a lot of sugar in it, but a fraction compared to like soda and yeah. even other teas so yeah I really just need to like straight cut soda and just go to water it's not a bad idea I know it's just it's hard at my it's hard at my work because it's like soda is so readily available yeah it's like it's literally at my fingertips that was my big thing at the payment processor I was at um, they had soda machines but then they also had cards like your first $20 out of the vending machine was like included oh <sighs> That would kill me. So it was very easy to go and get a soda for free, yeah. you know, um, or anything else in there for free. So, yeah, I understand that because some. I, that's why when even at that time I was trying not to drink soda at least. And that's why at my desk 
I had like a wet bar full of like different teas I could make there. And that's what I had to rely yeah. on. <laughs> I thought about just trying to like go to coffee. Yeah, I could like if any. Like, I still drink. I drink a lot of coffee. Just because like to get me off of soda, but coffee is really expensive. No, it's not. It can't be. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a coffee snob, and I still wouldn't say that. It's more I, expensive than soda. I don't know if it is. I feel like it is. Right, when I can go and get it at home. When I can go well, get, do you mean like getting it like from a Starbucks or something, or making it? At yeah, home? Starbucks probably. Oh. Eventually, if you, you like make it at home. It's a lot cheaper than soda. Yeah. But yeah, if you were to go buy it every day, yeah, that's more expensive than soda. Anyway. Yeah. While we're on all this random stuff, John Bellion has a new song out. It is so good. There's uh, what it was the coordination with Elenium. Yeah. I think it's a Elenium. It's a Elenium, I think. It's a little bit of a strange name. It's like Millennium, but Elenium. Yeah, it's Elenium. Okay. Yes, super good. I've been listening to it quite a bit. I love it. Yeah, really good. It's really sad. For those who haven't listened to anything, John Bellion, that's a mistake. He is fantastic. So, his third album, which was... Human Condition? Yes. Um, fantastic. My, my favorite album of him. It's His so second good. one was really good. His latest one was like, okay. Yeah. I don't think it was anyone near as good as the last no, two. No, there were some songs there I definitely liked. Like, yeah. I really like Blue. Blue is good. And I like JT. Yeah. Which, uh, I hate that I like that. Because it seems so, like, why... It's not... I wouldn't say it's about John Travolta, but, like, why are you... Why John Travolta? It is very strange. It's yeah. Like, like, it why is, are you bringing I was like, why are you talking about John But at the same time, you're like... It's such a catchy it's song. It's so catchy. And then, like, <laughs> especially when, like, the... You know, the choir chimes yeah. in. You're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like... I it's love really that. Good. I love that. But, it, yeah, it's just, like, a weird oh, no. song. Human Condition is definitely his best one. Yeah. Uh, and his lyrics are just, like, kind of thought-provoking yeah. as well. well. They, that's, uh, like, uh, Stupid Deep on his newest album... It's so, it's so, the lyrics are like, and this is something I love about his music, the lyrics are often like relatively simple, but they are so thought-provoking in the way he strings these ideas together. Oh yeah. You know, it's not so pretentious that he's, you know, making, he's using all these words and abstract ideas and yada yada. They're, they're relatively straightforward, oh, but yeah. then the message it all means and what it means to him and he's, as he's singing it is... Impressive. I think something that very few artists. Oh, I think that's one. That, there. I think him and AJR and NF are like my three top artists that like mm-hmm. really get you to think or like really like have like some very thought provoking yeah. lyrics. I think my favorite is uh, maybe I don't know John Bellion's song because oh, yes. it's so simple yes. where he's just like maybe I don't know like maybe I don't know what's yeah. going on but maybe that's okay mm-hmm. and that's the lyric and you're like. He's got a point. It's like this struggle with faith. Like, he's trying to it's, carry uh, on this faith, but, like, he he doesn't know if there is a God watching out for him. He doesn't know if he wants to believe these certain things. He doesn't know what the future holds, yada, yada. And, you know, of course, I don't know. Maybe that's okay. You know? yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't know. And that, maybe that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so simple, but... Yeah, I love. And then, have you heard? Uh, yeah, no, John L. John Bellion is fantastic. Definitely go check check him out if you haven't. Yeah. One of my favorite artists. And then, have you heard AJ? I don't know if you, have you listened to AJR. Yes. Like, have you heard so, the new album? Yes. Um, not intentionally though. Not like I've played the whole uh, thing okay. through. 
like John Bellion, you know, I will put his music on, listen to the whole album in the car or something, but I have not done that with AJR. I I like AJR. Um, I probably not as much as you because I haven't listened to him as much or given him as much attention as say John Bellion. Yeah, but I think they're similar to the John Bellion. Like they do, you just kind of like throw. They just, they have these songs like they're not super like like they they do make you think. Where you're just like they're just yeah. like very very relatable if anything. Yeah. Like one of them, my the most relatable song to me is called uh, "Don't Throw Out My Legos." And the entire song is about it's it's fantastic. The whole song is just him saying, like, because I I don't know where they're on that, but apparently like they're like they're graduated college and like they're starting to actually like move out and like be on their own. And the whole thing is like, yeah, like I'm ready to move out, but like don't don't throw out my Legos, mom. Like I'm like I'm ready <laughs> to move out, but I'm like I'm not quite ready to move on yet. Right? No. I'm just yeah, like oh yeah, that's, no, it's yeah. it's oh, really cool. And then. Uh, the, another like just a really sad song. It's called "Turning Out Part Two, and it's literally just hit the guy singing about how like if he was in a relationship and he's like, "I don't like." Uh, I'm trying to think of, like the lyrics, but it's, he's like, "I know that you loved me, but I don't think I ever really loved you," and I'm like, "Sorry about that." Mm-hmm. He's like, I, "I love." He's one of the lyrics is like, "I love the idea of loving you, but I never actually really loved you." Right. And you're just like, "Oh, jeez." I want to say I've listened to that one. That one's just kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. there's just some really, really just very real lyrics, or yeah. like very real songs. You're like, yep, no, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, if you haven't checked out AJR's new album, definitely do that. Overthinking's got me drinking, messing with my head. Next, I want to pick up on something we had talked about a couple episodes ago. We talked about Julian Assange yes. being arrested. Oh, yeah, London. updates on that? Yes. So, this past week, the U.S. finally announced formal charges. Hmm. They, they have gone beyond wanting to question him. They, they have formally charged him with hacking and yada yada. And, of course, you know, the people you would expect have come out in defense of him, the people you would expect have come out supporting the charges, yada yada. Um, but uh, I, I've made it pretty clear where I stand on this, and this can pretty much be summarized um, in an op-ed from Glenn Greenwald this past week uh, in the Washington Post. Uh, I don't. I think we mentioned Glenn Greenwald in the episode a couple weeks ago. He's uh, a journalist. I would call him. I'd even go as far as to say he's an activist. He owns and operates, or at least he's like the head of the Intercept, which is a journalistic outlet. And Glenn Greenwald was one of the journalists who worked with Edward Snowden to break all the Snowden documents. You can see Glenn Greenwald in Citizen Four, which was the document. The document, the documentary that was like produced as Edward Snowden was leaking these, uh, leaking the documents, but um, 
Essentially, like, so one of the big arguments for arresting Julian Assange is that he participated in what could be called illegal hacking, and this type of behavior is not protected by the First Amendment. And you see a lot of journalists who are defending that because they're saying Julian Assange isn't a journalist. They're saying that he helped disseminate all of these classified documents, which has been, you know, the Supreme Court has, has said is allowed. It's allowed in the First Amendment, like with the Pentagon Papers. The New York Times was allowed to publish portions of the Pentagon Papers because of the First Amendment. They're saying that that type of precedent doesn't apply here because Julian Assange is not a journalist. You see a lot of critics of Julian Assange saying this. And Glenn Greenwald hits back at that notion saying uh, in his op-ed, because the First Amendment was meant to guarantee freedom to express and communicate ideas, I can see no difference between the right of those who seek to disseminate ideas by ways of a newspaper and those who give lectures or speeches and seek to enlarge the audience by publication and wide dissemination. He goes on to say, in short, the First Amendment does not quote-unquote, belong to any definable category of persons or entities. It belongs to all who exercises, who all who exercise its freedoms. And, and that was a, a really big thing, kind of like the way people view journalists. You know, this was like a, like, it's almost like a Trumpian idea to criticize journalists. But, I, you know, we've discussed a number of times how much criticism a lot of journalist outlets deserve. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a lot. But it's very elitist for journalists to say, we're in this special category that's allowed to do this. We're in this special category that's allowed to disseminate this classified information. Chris, Chris Cuomo on CNN a couple years ago when uh, the DNC emails were released, he claimed on air without any kind of repercussions that he as a journalist was allowed to obtain these documents and the rest of the public wasn't. And that's just factually incorrect. That is completely wrong. Yeah. But, so they are in this idea that they're in this category of people who can have all these ideas and secrets and they can disseminate them and they can control it. But someone like Julian Assange, who actually has done more for the world of journalism and has been awarded more journalistic awards than many of these other hacks have, they're claiming he's not a journalist. So it doesn't count for him. Hmm. And what's funny, uh, and Glenn Greenwald did tweet this, he, he tweeted a clip from... Jimmy Dore's uh, show, and he was kind of talking on the Julian Assange matter, um, and then he used a clip from Chuck Todd's Meet the Press, and there's just like this big contradiction in the middle of it. It's just a couple minutes. We'll listen to it. Now, Chuck Todd is the dumbest guy in news. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Some people say Don Lemon. It's not. It's Chuck Todd. He is the dumbest guy in news. And that's why NBC has him as their lead news guy. Do you think they would hire a good news guy to be their lead guy? They hire a fucking corporate tool. They hired William Hurt in Broadcast News. That's who Chuck Todd is. And watch Chuck Todd. Watch, watch how he covers the Julian Assange thing. This is, this is kind of amazing. You tell me if you see a contradiction. Welcome back. Tonight I'm obsessed with reading between the lines, and I have a serious problem with what I'm seeing. On Thursday, the federal government indicted WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange on 17 counts of violating the Espionage Act. And among them, he's accused of, quote, disseminating classified materials. Hmm, disseminating classified materials. The DOJ clearly believes that's espionage. But in this case, it's not. It's journalism. And you know... 
What? He got it right? The DOJ says that espionage, but it's not in this case. It's journalism. So he gets it. And in fact, he even makes a comparison to the Daniel Ellsberg. Watch this. So the Supreme Court in 1971, when it ruled that both The New York Times and The Washington Post could publish the then classified Pentagon Papers. And Wow. So I'm like, oh, my God, there must have been a directive from the head of NBC News saying it's OK to tell the truth about Julian Assange for some reason. And I think it's because Donald Trump is the one doing it. So this is their way they can oppose Trump. But watch this. Watch this. This is where what's between the lines gets really ugly, because this indictment seems to put journalism itself in the crosshairs, and it looks like it's been done on purpose. Because if we accept that Assange is a journalist, then this indictment becomes a full frontal assault on the First Amendment, and we as journalists have no choice but to defend him on those counts in order to defend ourselves and our institution. But Julian Assange is a hacker, not a journalist. So what? You're the hack, oh, Chuck. No, no, so Chuck. Close. So that's a hack. You're a hack, Chuck. Julian Assange is a journalist. That's why he wins awards, and that's why you get a paycheck from the military. Yeah, that's that's not even like a, like a couple minute contradiction. It's like Julian Assange is yeah. a journalist. Julian Assange is not that, a journalist. That, like that, that is happened. A quick flip on air in like a minute. Like so, what he's doing is protected by the First Amendment, but because he's not a journalist, it's not protected by the First Amendment. <laughs> he's like, a journalist. That's, yeah, that's he, quite a switch there. Oh, it, it, he's I, a hacker. I thought he was going to show like. You know, oh, like this clip, and then like, oh, a clip of like the next day where he says, "Oh, Julian yeah, Assange." No, no it's it's, it's him, straight up. Uh, yeah. Julian Assange is a, is a journalist, and so he should be protected by the First Amendment. But when you look at it, Julian Assange is not a journalist and should not be protected by the First Amendment. Like, hold on a second. What What's so funny is, that, and this is a, a common misconception among many lay people, is that they think Julian Assange is a hacker, and he's not. Julian Assange is not a hacker. He's never hacked anything. He's he like, has disseminated documents that have resulted from hacks. Or leaks, yeah. such as Chelsea Manning or Edward Snowden. Like, that, that's he, not hacking. That's he's, not legal. He's like the Washington Post of leaked documents. Yes, yeah, exactly. He is he, he is using a platform Wiki to leaks. disseminate documents. You know, WikiLeaks. Yeah. That's it. It's not, it's not more than that. He's not hacking. They're not obtaining. Otherwise, it would be shut down. It wouldn't be allowed to continue to operate. It is something that is essentially an outlet. It is not some illegal enterprise. It's not some illegal hacking platform. WikiLeaks is a I'm pretty I don't it, at one point was a 501c3. Like it was a nonprofit. Like <laughs> it is a legal entity, you know? It's not a Julian Assange is not a hacker. So the fact that Chuck Todd pushed that idea, it seems like it's coming exactly from this kind of military, you know, not to be too conspiracy-driven, but like the military-industrial complex, that type of idea, where they're trying to push someone who is leaking these things that are revealing the horrible crimes committed at the behest of entities such as the military-industrial complex. So calling Chuck Todd a hack, I think that's completely... No, that sounds about right. I mean, a lot of the people who are criticizing are journalists who are supposed to be defendants of the First Amendment, on the front lines of defending the First Amendment... They are using their platforms instead to attack Julian Assange because they don't like him. 
And even people... Because he's doing a better job than they are? Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's one of the reasons. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, even some... Even, like, the former editor-in-chief of The Guardian, who has, like, this really big feud with uh, with Julian Assange, he put out an op-ed this past week in The Guardian saying, we need to defend this. We need to defend Julian Assange and what he's doing. And then you have people like Chuck Todd saying, he's a hacker, he doesn't deserve... Protect-. It's absurd. It's so asinine. God, I hate I hate our news media. Yes. It is it is becoming worse and worse and worse, I swear, every single day. Absolutely. Well that's, that's why that's, I don't that's why I don't watch it. I feel more informed that I don't watch it than watching it. Well we'll 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 see where that continues to go. Uh, you know, the indictments have come through, but whether or not again, he has not been extradited yet. Yeah, because Sweden's still trying to get their claws yeah, on him. He's still he's still in England. We don't know if he's gonna come here or go to Sweden, you know, but either way um, Or if England's just gonna keep him. Yeah. There's the update on that. It's uh, oh, it just irritates me. But anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. You can go ahead and carry on from here. So, as is, I guess, the way we do the show now, you go with something political, I do something just like well, not, 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 even it's rem- not even not even remotely close. It's just, just not pure, inter- pure entertainment. But uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, E3 is happening next week. It's starting up next oh, week. God, I didn't know it was already next week. Yeah. And all all the big companies they're gearing up. They're yes. they're announcing when they're going to be doing their stuff. They're yep. dropping a little hit teaser trailers here and there. Uh, actually, the new the new Call of Duty trailer was dropped today. Call of Duty oh. Modern Warfare. Yes, this whole stupid thing. And actually, so it is. I never played the modern. I played like a little bit of Modern Warfare too. But apparently, like one of the commanders from the Modern Warfare is back in the new Call of Duty, and graphics wise, it looks pretty incredible. Like it was all in-game footage. It looked pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's an actual. They actually have an actual story this time. It's not just full multiplayer. It could be really good. It could, you know, it might but not. Isn't either so, way, I don't know. I don't know if this is part of this or if it's a separate thing. But I think Call of Duty is trying to relaunch. They're trying to launch like a battle royale, like not black, not the way Black Ops Four, whatever the Black Ops Three, not whatever that one yeah. was. They're trying to like launch a separate like battle royale that's supposed to be cross-platform and like mobile and console driven. Apex Legends, like Apex, but not Apex. That's no. that's EA. That's not. Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing I saw for Call of Duty is it is going to be cross-platform. That is this Modern Warfare. Yeah, so okay. it'll be so then, yeah, you, know, you can it. play between uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and yeah. PC. Okay. Um, I don't know about mobile at all. Yeah, I just they're trying but to get more. I know it's also rumored. Fortnite and Apex have already done that in yeah. Call of Duty. I I just think I just want to say I think this is so stupid. I hate Call of Duty anymore. <laughs> they are not what they used to be. They just it's complete fluff. Like World World War Two, that was their last game, was supposed to be the thing to like relaunch how awesome Call. It sucked. It wasn't good. It was completely blown up, and ultimately, the, like the campaign was all right, but the the multiplayer was the same old garbage it always is. It really, and, and the fact that they're relaunching Modern Warfare, like they already have Modern Warfare. Granted, the first Modern Warfare was Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, yeah. and now it's just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. But then Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three, those came out not like Call of Duty Five or Six. It was just Modern Warfare. So the fact that they can't Mod- even use a separate fucking uh 
It's the same universe. It's the same commander. Oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. They can't even come up with a new name and a new title. They have to recycle the same old bullshit. I, it's, oh, I will, I, you know what the worst part is? You know what the worst part is? I didn't know you hated Call of Duty I'll probably much. still buy it. Oh, yeah. I, I will was... buy it because every time they're like, oh, this is so much different and better. And it never is. Oh, I will like, try this. I get, I'll hate it. It is that is what like the one thing like Call of Duty is hands down the most profitable gaming franchise ever created. It's, it's it makes garbage. so much money. Yes. It's ridiculous how successful it is. It's been around for God knows how long Since now. The late nineties, I think. Yeah, like computer game. Yeah. Oh, it is. It At is least old. 15, I think, 20 years. I think it's like now. seventeen years old now. It's insane. And it's still pumping out like forty million copies sold. And I guarantee you, this one is still gonna sell like. 30 million copies. I'll probably buy one, and I'll but hate myself there, for rumor, it. Rumor is that uh, next year's Call of Duty might be the last one. Good. Which is incredible that it's That's had this, this long of a run. They can go ahead, make the last one, make, <laughs> make your last garbage, we'll we'll take our headache and play it, and then they'll come out with something that's a basic, basically Call of Duty, just not under the Call of Duty name. We'll see how, we'll see how Modern Warfare does it, and then I think... And I think they're the last one's gonna be one more Black Ops, and it might be it. I swear, you know, when they really started going downhill was when suddenly two different studios started working on like different. That's always been the case. That's been the case for a long time. Yeah, I know. It's been the case for that's, a long time, but it has not since the beginning, has it? Not since the ever. So I think it was like, like the the peak is when they were doing that because like their peak games, Call of Duty Four and then Call of Duty Five World at War, and those were like. That was the start of it, wasn't it? Black Ops. Well, that's what like those were the last two, like, and then Black Ops started, and then Modern Warfare Two started, and they both arguably Black it. Black Ops and Modern Warfare Two were the best Call of Duty games ever made. Like, well, yes, and that's what I mean. Like, that was it. And then I mean, Black Ops Two was since. still good. Like, it Black has Ops been go- Two was okay, but it still yeah, it, it has it been just going started down. to get yeah. more more garbage after that. Like, World at War, I still think is their best one. Classic World War Two. It had the most amount of gore. It was like a really solid character lineup. Like yes, Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare was good, and they had a great cast. Hence why it kept going. But like those, I would say were the last two great Call of Duty games. Like I love, and I say that as someone who loved Black Ops, just because I loved the Cold War era. Black Ops was really good. But Black Ops Two and then Three was just nonsense. And then Ghost was complete garbage. <laughs> and then Infinity War, fucking spaceships going yeah. around. That's it's just they got, got worse and worse. They got crazier is their problem. Like, they were I just would, like... I, the, when they started becoming two different studios doing their own thing was just the start of three the getting studios. garbage. Three? Yeah. Treyarch, uh, Activision, and... Infinity Ward. Oh, fuck yeah. Wow. But Infinity Ward, which one? Activision was on all of them, wasn't it? And then they Activision and... is... I don't know. It's a confusing one. Either way, it's e. I don't know. My point stands. I don't know. It's it's confusing. It's confusing. I still, I still. I mean, so. But like, have you, have you, have you played Black Ops Four? It was like actually like the the battle royale was actually pretty good. Right. It was a pretty good battle royale because battle royale is just fun. Like, yeah, you gotta do you gotta do a lot to fuck that up. I mean, PUBG is trying real hard. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. But like Apex has taken off so much. Apex I is think a blast. Fortnite, I think, is still the number one game right now. Number yeah. one, at least number of players. But yeah, it's it's still the best battle royale, which it has been for like a year now. It's been like the number one played game for 
It's most viewed on Twitch, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Twitch insane. numbers definitely say that. Um, and that, you know, so boy, Battle Royale is just a genre in and of itself. I don't think necessarily Call of Duty did anything exceptional with with uh, Black Ops 4 to make it successful. It was just... I do love I the zombies. The I do love zombies, though. Zombies is I still fun. think World at War had the best genre, the, mm. the best zombies, because it just started to get, like... I love, I love Black Ops zombies. More, that was okay. Again, like, I liked it, but I, I still think World at War was the best. Mm. Victor Reznov... But so that's just that's just one thing that's gonna be at E3. Uh, yes, it's always yeah, a big thing. You e- know, it's on my bucket list to go to that as uh, once. I know. Well, it, it's I, dying. It's slowly going away. No. Mm-hmm. Sony's not gonna be there this year. What? Yeah. Why? They have not one. The like, speculation is they just have nothing to show. Um, well, that's, that says more about Sony than also, about E3. So, <laughs> so one of the, one of the problems, like speculation, is that like it's it's gone away from being like a really cool showcase. Of uh, like all these cool games, like these are what these publishers are doing to like, uh, like a competition of like who won E three. Which when you make a competition, like it's just not yeah. the best publicity. And so like the companies are starting to kind of split away to do like their own like conference or like live stream, like cutting out the middleman yeah, basically. I've heard that. I and just didn't know what was happening. So it's starting to. So like within yeah. the next couple of years, E three is not going to be what it now, was. No, I had heard, uh, and this was this was probably, I think a while ago. So I don't know how accurate it is now, but. I think isn't Microsoft like teasing talking about like their next generation console? Yes, they both Microsoft and, and PlayStation both are teasing. So Sony will be there then. No, PlayStation is Sony though. It is, but they're not going to be at E three. Well, that looks horrible for them. That Microsoft will be there. Sony Sony is doing their own press conference well, though, like separate of E three. Like d- but during E three or uh, either way, I feel like I that think looks it's bad during. I think it's during E three, but not at E three. Well, that I feel like it's a horrible idea. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. Jeez, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what Sony's plans are. Uh, yeah, Microsoft is going to be there. Uh, they've unveiled... Yeah, like, there's I'm rumors really that they might I'm hint at for... the new Xbox. Yeah. The biggest thing they actually announced just recently is that they are... You know, the Xbox Game Pass. Yes. They're rolling that out for PCs. Yes. And putting their games on Steam. That, Which basically means yeah. there's no reason for me to ever buy an Xbox. Halo's coming to PC. They're bringing a bunch of Xbox games and Xbox uh, Pass Xbox. to PC. I mean, I, there's yeah. no reason for me to buy an Xbox. Well, yeah. I mean, and they'll still be making, you know, the software as a service thing. They're probably going to start leaning more on that than, and who knows, maybe more gaming platforms will start to look more than that. Like, we've talked about that a little bit more turning it into more software and streaming yeah. rather than like actual consoles and stuff but i don't know i i love my xbox and oh yeah i love my playstation i love my pc too i'm really happy about that and then the other thing i'm so they're gonna be doing some demos probably of the uh remastered uh halo for pc which i'm excited to see how that's going and then the biggest one i'm excited about is we're getting another uh Demo of Cyberpunk 2077 oh, by yeah? CD Projekt Red. They're going to be there. Oh, wow. So possibly yes. like another hour-long uh, gameplay. Are they finally going to announce a release date? Uh, it's still speculative 2020. That's kind of what we're thinking. Christ. Also, Last oh, of Us has been pushed back to 2020. No! <laughs> I saw that today. I was like, no! That's so I don't know if we're gonna see anything anything more about the Last of Us at this year at Sony's press like separate press conference that's during E3 but not at E3. 
Three? Yeah. That nonsense. I don't know. Uh, I yeah, hope so. Sucks. Yeah, because I'm I'm not happy. I'm like ah, like, I want that game so bad. Yeah. So uh, so there's that, and then uh, Bethesda will be there. So like they'll probably show off uh, the new new Doom Eternal. Probably get some gameplay of that, which I'm stoked about. Oh, that's good for you. Uh, probably some new Wolfenstein stuff. Um, Ubisoft is Ubisoft is actually taking so. They're taking a break from Assassin's Creed and Far Cry this year. Well, they should, so, they yeah. should definitely yeah. give Assassin's Which, Creed a break. Yeah, so so two two of their like big heavy hitters are like, yeah. you know, taking a break. So I'm not sure. Just funny, so they're probably going to be Far talking Cry about Five. I think I felt like it was their best one. It was good. I loved it. it I, I, need, I need to finish it, but yeah, it's it's a blast. So it was beautiful too. I wonder what their um, something else is coming. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Watch Dogs Three. <laughs> they might be there. <laughs> It might be there. Oh, God. Uh, Watchdog, Watchdog, I have such mixed feelings. The first one was really good. The second one was like, it was like Grand Theft Auto meets Watchdogs because there's like was, no incentive to be good. Oh, see, like, the, there was like no. The first one, because I played Watchdogs 1, I was just like, it just feels like a Grand Theft Auto wannabe. But, well, yes. Which I didn't think it was that, what, like, it was like I all liked, right. What I liked about it was that there was still, there was like incentive to be good, you know, and it was measured. And Watchdogs 2. You could mow down a bunch of people, but then there was suddenly there wasn't any press or there wasn't radio show or radio commercials or radio news talking about how bad the hacker group was. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't matter. But yeah. that affected the universe in Watch Dogs One. Yeah. So I think my favorite like my favorite system that I've seen for like good evil uh, was the Infamous series. I don't know if you ever played that. It was back on the no. PlayStation Three. But like the so. Like, your choices in the game to kind of decide whether you went to, you know, like, the evil path or, like, the good path. And also, like, deciding on which path you went, you got different powers. Right. So if you went down the evil path, you got powers that were more towards, like, killing and, like, draining life. You went down the good path, you got powers that were more for, like, restraining and just, like, knocking out. Which I thought was really interesting because I was like, yeah. oh, it's like, oh, I could be I mean, evil I- and get, like, these, like, crazy powers. I could be yeah. good and get, like, these more like, helpful powers. And so it was, like, it completely did change the way you played the game as well. That type of stuff, like, to a lesser extent, was even in, like, Red Dead. Because you could get even, like, outfits. That one was, like, a gentleman's outfit when you were good, and then the other one was, like, an outlaw outfit and, like, an outlaw horse, which, like, got you... I don't remember, like, doing certain crimes wouldn't get reported or something if you were, like, a really bad outlaw or something. You know, just, like, little small things. So probably to a lesser extent of that, but yeah. Well, also like the like if you were the evil or good, like when like you were in crowds, like your friends would react differently to you, or if you were in crowds, like if you were good, people were like oh yeah, like hey, it's cool, like we're just having. If you're evil, they would literally like actually throw rocks at you. Oh, good. Which was like I was like oh that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then so yeah, I don't know what else Ubisoft is gonna bring. Probably like the new Dance Dance, probably new Trials. Uh, trials games are always fun. Um... Trying to think well, Devolver Digital—they're like a big indie studio that just lies like kind of cr- crazy out there. Yeah. Like smaller, smaller developed games that are always like really, really good. Uh, their their press conference is basically a it, it basically makes fun of normal press conferences. <laughs> <laughs> like it takes every like cliche and like stupid thing or like mistake companies usually make and then does it like way over the top. Right. To the point where it's just like absurd and like really, really funny. Uh, and then, yeah, Bethesda will be there, um, other, com- other produ- uh, publishers and whatnot. Yeah, only, the one I'm really caring about right now is uh, CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, yes. Uh, I would say, 
for those who like E3 or for those who don't know what it is and want to know, I f- the, the news outlets I always follow, so Wall Street Journal Tech and CNET are the ones I follow for E3. I used to, I miss, I would always used to watch it on G4, the gaming, the gaming <laughs> channel circa 2007. Dang. Yeah, uh, but the, the, I, I would watch it live some days there, but uh, I don't really, I don't think there's a TV channel that even streams it live. It's on Twitch. Live. So yeah, you gotta do I mean, Twitch, it makes sense, YouTube. it's like, oh, you're like, oh, it's a thing for gamers? What do gamers use? Twitch. Tw- it's gonna be Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot yeah. of live feed. Not, that might even be it, who knows, but... Yeah, it's worth at least following. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I'm probably going to stream it on my phone at work next week. Yeah, when you're doing nothing at when work? When I'm doing nothing at work. Oh, yeah. And that's why I will never tell my bosses or people that I ever, if I ever interview for someone, I will not mention that I have a podcast oh <laughs> or I admit that I don't do anything at work. Not my fault, though. I just, I just don't have any work at work. That's true. Unfortunately. Cause I wanna move out, I don't wanna move on Can we keep my Legos at home? Cause I wanna move out, I don't wanna move on It's cold out there, you're standing there You're trying to face your Alright, we'll uh, finish up with best and worst of the week now uh, My best, really short So like I said, I'm switching to... Uh, a new, some new dietary restrictions after discussing with my, uh, both my doctor and my dietitian. And one of the things I'm cutting is carbs, not like keto diet level, like I'm not cutting all of it and everything, mm-hmm. um, but just like overall, just reducing carb and sugar intake. And after a lot of nervous anticipation about what I was going to do to like replace like bread or wraps or anything, I found an amazing almond flour wrap recipe that these these are kind of wraps like if you bought like store like for example i found uh, even a bulk pack on amazon there were three eight packs so 24 total guess how much it was 12 dollars 37 oh. <laughs> 37 $37 for 24 wraps and for half of half of half of that you can make eight at home um and it's very simple so I'm very happy I found that wrap. Wanted to share with all of you because thank you. Life is good anyway. <laughs> but my worst of the week, my worst is is like split. So for those of you who didn't hear, uh, a few days ago, Kit Harrington, the star of Game of Thrones, the former star of Game of Thrones, he played Jon Snow, main character. Um, he uh, entered himself into rehab the other day. For exhaustion and alcohol. So he's taking some time in a luxury uh, re- rehab facility to try and recuperate. And, you know, naturally on, on Twitter, where it was announced, there was, like, there was like a lot of empathy. You know, a lot of people like pouring their hearts out. And you see that a lot with celebrities. If they yeah. go, especially if they step up to do it. You know, there's usually a little bit more ridicule, like if you're like Lindsay Lohan and you have to get forced to go into rehab, or if you get arrested with a DUI or something. Like, there are still people, like, clearly there's something wrong, and they get court-ordered rehab. It's usually less empathy. Yeah. But someone like this, he stepped up, said, like, you know, I'm just really struggling. I'm going to go into rehab. My own choice, you know. There's a lot more empathy. Like, you're admitting that there's an issue here, and you are doing what you need to do to seek out getting help, you know. So there was a lot of empathy. But then, like... I, I think about all those all these other people who aren't celebrities, who aren't white celebrities, 
who try and pursue certain outlets that are meaningful and beneficial in ways that they can be treated for their mental health issues. And I feel like in general, we're still at a place in our society where there's a lot less empathy for that. You know, or even, for example, the amount, the impact that uh, certain institutions have on certain groups of people who are using drugs. You know, for example, like I think most people have heard this statistic that like white people smoke weed and use drugs per capita, like more often than black people. Yeah. Like black people are way more likely to be charged or at least penalized, like even white people, if they get caught, they're more likely to go into a diverted diversion a diversion program than like a black person will just get thrown in jail. Yeah. You know? But in both cases, these are both essentially victims of of uh, even if not a system, even even if we don't want to talk about the systemic issues of it, we can at least talk about the science behind addiction. And it's essentially a type, it's recognized as a type of illness. So either way, regardless of the systemic issues that are present or not present in some of these uh, individuals' lives, there's still a sickness that is present, whether you're white or black. And if you're white, you're a lot more likely to just kind of get away with it and be put in a diversion program or rehab, be empathized with, versus other groups of people who are a lot more likely to just be jailed for it. So it's like this, this war on drugs that is just incarcerating people for an addiction, for a sickness, and ru- essentially ruining their lives. Yeah. But, you know, if you're, you know, a wealthy white actor, you can go into rehab and people pour out empathy. But when really that kind of empathy should be present in all of those cases, rather than just when someone steps up and goes to rehab and they're a celebrity that we like. Yeah. You know? So the, the worst... So in, in a way, like that's a good thing. It's the be- best of the week, and that he went to rehab, and I I wish him all the luck. It's worse that that type of access isn't available to more people, and that type of empathy isn't given to more people. Yeah. So, but that's that's all I gotta say. Hmm. Yep, it's my it's my turn. So my my best of the week is. Uh, so one of my favorite book series, Will of Time, is being made into a se- into a series by Amazon. Oh yes. And one of the authors who finished the series, Brandon Sanderson, uh, came out recently and said that the Amazon has made several changes to the series, and that he thinks that they are fantastic changes that need to be made in order to make it a TV series. Oh good. So which is good news. Yeah. Because there's a lot going. So it's. 14 books long. Oh, wow. So it's even longer than Game of Thrones. Right. It is finished, though, so that's a, that's a good thing. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is finished. Uh, but there, there is a lot of unnecessariness in it that like probably should be cut, and I'm kind of happy that, it's, that some of that stuff is getting cut because right. it's just like, ooh, there's a lot of things you just kind of slog through where right. you're just like, oh my gosh, like get on with it already. So, well, it's cer- it certainly is very good that one of the authors. Yeah, one of the authors is like, it's this is, good. this is a good idea. Like, they're, they're doing good. I'm like, Because okay. I thought you were going to say, he stepped up and said, these are horrible changes, and I wish we weren't even doing this now. No, he's like, hey, so they're just, making changes, yeah. and he's like, I think they're great changes. Yeah. I think it's, it's a great move for this series. I was like, yes! yes that that's great, great news. That's super, super good news. Uh, worst of the week, I don't know, I'm trying to think of one. Honestly, worst of the week is probably just like all the flooding and tornadoes and just like yeah. 
people losing their homes and everything here in Oklahoma. Yeah, there were, uh, I, I don't know if it changed, but there were like two people that died in El Reno. Yeah. Which isn't far from OKC. No, like you know, it's, it's like right next the, the flood, the, the flooding has been more detrimental than yeah. uh, the tornadoes, especially yeah. with farmland. Like I've seen pictures of like farmers and I think it's just like, it's just a swamp yeah. and all of their crops are done for the year. Like, yeah. like it's, it's going to be super hard for them to recoup that, especially with like even more water on the way now. Yeah. So, so here's to the next week filled with rain and hopefully after that, uh, we'll start to some sort of sunshine. We can, we can enjoy, we can enjoy some sun. Today was good. Today was really good. It's Perfect a nice temperature, day. really sunny. It's so very nice. Day. Hopefully some more days like this in the coming weeks. Uh, and until then, I'm Dylan. I'm Dylan. We'll talk to you next week. Carpe Noctum is a production by Amateurs, hosted by Dylan Shoup and Dylan Kiever. Quick thanks to bensound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.